Please sit down and be humble. Welcome to Humble Podcast. My name is Brittany. And this is Manny. Today I'm excited to say that we have Azana Asefa, my good friend and my cousin Zanzan, aka Zanzan, here today. He's a musician, he's a jack of all trades. Uh, he's my really good friend. And I'm just really excited to have him here. I'm in the building, jack of all trades, master of <laughs> none, which is the rest of that phrase. Your personality is, is as lively as ever, I see. Um, I'm, re I'm really excited to have you here. One of the first things I want to talk to you about, especially since you're a musician, is kind of what is your process? Because as everyone should already know, Azana is actually the person who made our intro song. So I really want to know what's the process you go through to create music. Oh. Well, it starts... I, I, uh... I would say listening to music. I think I just have tastes, you know, and I try to live up to them. And whether I do or I don't, that's the product. Is my me trying to do something I, that sounds like something I like, you know? Yeah. So and, and and you know that aligns with my abilities. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get that. No, but I want to know when you find something, when you find something that clicks with you, what is the next step? How do you decide how to refine it? Or how do you decide, decide that thing is what you're going to be working with that? Well, when, I, 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 when I'm making something, I'm, um, I'm just constantly listening to it, you know, so. And then, well, first, if I don't, it's, it's repeating over and over. So if I don't hate it, like if I don't get, I, I don't finish most of the stuff I start because I just end up don't, I'm disliking it. I, I, it doesn't, it sort of starts to sound bad to me. So if I don't stop, it eventually finishes. And that's the product. Like, but as far as what to do to it, what to refine, I just, it, just stop until it sounds up to par. Like if I, if, if I don't, I just have to like it. Mm -hmm. So are you jamming out and then something catches you or is it something as though you're listening to TV and then you hear something that catches your ear or is it just as though this divine being kind of hits you and you know, and you know for today, this is what I'm about to make. You know, well, I'm usually jamming out like these days. Um, I used to sample mm -hmm. to, make, to make beats. Um, and with that, that's just if I hear a sample that I like, uh, but with the guitar, I'm, I'm jamming out, you know, I'm playing chords that I used to play like that, that I always play, um, which, you know, usually come from just songs I learned and I just have those chords in, in my repertoire now. Uh, and then, but the best stuff comes from where I don't do that. Well, the best stuff to me, because like, that's where, that's where some 
something special happens. Because like if if you saw me, like if you like if, if a person were to watch me like through days, it would be a bunch of the same sounds going on until something different happened. And then I, I either follow that. Well, I do follow that until it either ends up at a stop or not. Yeah, it's actually really cool. And I, and I ask this because for me, and I talk to Brittany very regularly, and I say that all the time. And so she knows my creative process is quite literally madness. Mm-hmm. It is madness that she could attest to that. We'll be having a conversation. I'll stop mid conversation and say, that's it. I got it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of his. Yeah, yeah. Creator of Rick and Morty and Community. Uh, his whole thing with the creative process and writer's block, as it were. He, he always says, try to be a bad writer. The thing stopping you is you're trying to be a good writer. So whatever you write, you don't like, so you stop. But then he's like, what if you just tried to be a bad writer? Uh, then at least you have you have written something. And, you know, go from there. Like, because you're not going to get nowhere with a, with an empty page and a, a head full of trepidation. And I get that, but... I think it's hard because, you know, a lot of the time when you're trying to create something, you already have this perfect idea of what it should look like in your head. Mm. And throughout your process, you start to realize what you thought it was going to be completely changes as it goes on. I've been working for the, for since we were in college on a novel. And Mm. if I told you what the novel had been in college and what it is now, you wouldn't believe I was still writing the same thing, but it's still the same story. It's just that so much has changed because even from a day-to-day perspective, your perspective change, changes, yeah, yeah. right? Which changes how you view the thing that you're creating, mm-hmm. right? And so it's so interesting to me because when I had asked you to make the intro for us, I just gave you a vibe. I didn't say an instrument, I didn't say yeah. a chord. I just gave you a vibe. Yeah. And you somehow came out with music from that. Well, yeah. I mean, luckily you liked the the second one, but the thing I just would have kept, I mean, I don't know how long it would have took, but I just would have kept making different stuff. Like, but and the thing is that that's interesting about your novel because that's something that can not be finished. You can be working on for a long enough time that, like you said, like your perspective actually changes. Like I can track that through old beats, but a beat makes like at most like 20, 30 minutes to make. <laughs> so it's gonna be done before I have like a The chance real, to change like, that yeah. perspective, which is crazy because the more I talk to different people who do different creative things, the process as different as it is and technically it's really starts to sound more of the same that something just happens. And I've heard someone say before, it's almost as though you're not the creative one, but you're letting ideas flow through you Mm -hmm. and you're just become a medium in which that channels 
and those ideas come to fruition. Fruition, fruition, fruition. help your boy. Fruition. 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 So I go be like this man is messy, but it's okay. Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, I have a quick question. As a person who's not creative, like I don't create anything like music, or I don't write anything like that. Like when you say, "Oh, creativity just flows through you." Obviously, it has to come from somewhere, right? It just doesn't magically come to you, or does it? I don't know. Can you tell me? Yeah, like well, that's what I was saying earlier about taste. Like, you're, I really think, well, there's what you just come up with in your head, and then from that, like your, I feel like your own taste, which you know is informed by whatever, is what takes the lead. Like. Like, have you, do you, do you hum uh, to yourself? Yeah. I find myself humming. Yeah. So like, if you were to want to write a song, you would start mm -hmm. with, and then you would either be like, that's good or that's bad. <laughs> and, <laughs> but and what like, if you're humming something that you're not realizing is something you've listened to before? But I think you that's know? interesting that you say that, Brittany, because to me, that's the really interesting thing about creativity and why I say it kind of flows through you. Because none of your ideas, at least to me, are truly original. No. They're, they're spin, they're spin-offs, they're remixes. So you kind of almost take something that you like and you turn and you put what makes you you into it, right? Mm. Because you can think about it like you can think about almost take your favorite show. There's something you didn't like about that show and something you would have done different. But if you were to do that thing different, it would no longer be that show. It would be your show, you know? And that's kind of what creativity is to me. You catch somehow this thing comes to you and you catch it and then you put your, you imprint yourself on it. Mm -hmm. And then you want to spread that thing out to other people. And then they take the chance to make it their own too. But it's, and it becomes really interesting because, because when you think about the fact that Azana made that beat for me, right? You start mm -hmm. to wonder stuff like, is that Azana's beat or is that me and Azana's beat? Because right. would Azana have made that sound if I had not given him that creativity, you know, that, that flash of inspiration? Because that's really all creativity <laughs> is to me. It's just moments like that. You know, that mentality is the exact same reason why we have so many doctor shows. Brittany, elaborate, please. Break, break that down. Okay, I mean, there's so many hospital shows, like so many. There's The Good Doctor, there's Grey's Anatomy, there's The Apprentice. And you know what? There's so many, I can't even name any more than that because that's all that I... I know of, but there are so many hospital shows, but they all have the same concept. Oh, I'm here to be a doctor and I work in a hospital. But because they changed little aspects of it, like the small minuscule thing, it is now their creative thing. Mm -hmm. well, do, you know, do you see what I'm saying? I see what you mean. We're opening yeah. a big door. <laughs> see, I was just trying to make a joke and then you made me explain the joke, which is why it's no longer funny. So thank I, you for that. I think I think it was uh, worth explaining because 
because because what's attractive, right? What's what's attractive about a hospital show, right? There are stakes, you know, but there's room for personalities to show. Like there are there are these constants that are always popping up, like that are like always attractive to an audience. Um, yes, which is why they're always so popular, and why Grey's Anatomy has like seventeen seasons. So, <laughs> and why, but Joseph Campbell. I gave you that book. Oh, oh, you're talking about Joseph Campbell. You're talking about, um, you know, I'm re- I'm actually working on that second the second book of his, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's, that's a dense book. Whew, you're telling me I've, I've not been <laughs> I've been hit from two months. <laughs> it's not going well. But the idea is that really we're building these stories to kind of guide ourselves, giving ourselves a way to move morally throughout every day. Before it was done in myths, you know, like back in the day, Greek mythology. That wasn't mythology, that was someone's beliefs, someone's stories of their culture. And now the story of our culture comes to these doctor shows and so on and so forth. This is what I think Asana was trying to get at. Like a doctor, like a doctor themed show, I think would be an example of a more uh, micro, what, I don't know, archetype, I guess. Would, uh, like, and then if you, if you zoom out a little more, it would be like, uh, I don't know, like a good versus evil. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And then if you zoom out a little more, it's like, it's like uh, creation versus oblivion or entropy or something. You know, it's like, it's like fractals. Yeah. And so Joseph Campbell is, uh, would you call him a philosopher? I would call him a culture. He's a researcher. He's a, I think, anthropologist and mm-hmm. like mythologist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and but so if you're studying culture, doesn't that make you also sort of like a sociologist? Isn't that what sociologists do? They study culture? Uh, I think they study like the inner workings of society. Of society, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think anthropology mm-hmm. is more specifically different. I think anthropology is like man cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any any sociologists out there, please explain the difference Call to us. Two two five. That's not our name, but we do. That's not our number, but we do have a Twitter and Instagram plug. Like that. (laughs) Plug at Podcast Humble. Yeah, the idea that these things we have, our stories, our modern day myths are in these TV shows and everything, which is just another vet of creativity. And it's interesting to see that. I think it's, it's funny that you bring up Joseph Campbell. Do you ever think about kind of his work does that influence how you make beats the vibe that you're putting out does that um how do experiences or thoughts like that play out it not not directly no i i think it just it just uh has kind of given language to my own process like and i guess in that way it kind of allows me to hone that process a little more um but i i definitely just relate to the idea of just sitting still and being as open as possible and letting like, you know, your mind run. Yeah. Uh, different ideas like by your conscious brain, um, you know, for you to, for you to grab like a fish out of a spoon. Mm-hmm. 
I really like that idea. Language is something that I can say I'm constantly seeking. Because back in college, one of my famous lines was, I can't explain to you what's happening, but something. but something's happening. You can sit here and enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. I'm constantly seeking language to explain my process and myself. And it's so funny that through that, you find a means to give yourself that language and be able to uh, kind of pinch those ideas out. Mm -hmm. Because that's one of my biggest problems. I have a hard time finding that language and pinching ideas out. Recently, I've been trying to decipher my dreams mm -hmm. in order to make, give myself a language that I feel like I'm lacking. Um, go I have ahead. a question. How do you approach the relationship between like, you know, just like trying to like creativity and discipline? Because they seem kind of opposing, mm -hmm. but they seem also mutually necessary. Yeah, kind of like yin and yang. So creativity it is what gives you the idea, you know, and keeps the idea, gives you new ideas to add to idea. Discipline is what helps you finish the idea, Yeah, you know? Sometimes you need to know when to use discipline because there'd be an idea that you like, but you just are having a hard time finishing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not that you just like it, you just can't get it done. And so that's when you need discipline. But creativity allows you to know when it's time to put discipline away and, and step away from the project. Right. And give yourself that space that you need to generate new ideas, right? Uh, at least in my opinion. There's a, a, a guy named Chuck Close, I mm -hmm. think was his name, mm -hmm. um, about artists and inspiration. He says, inspiration, it's for amateurs. <laughs> the rest of us, we just, come, we just go to work. Yeah. Wow. That, that's, a, that's a lot. How did, you, how, did, how did you interpret that? I think it's kind of similar with like how writers say, you know, sit down like once a day. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's just basically you're, because you're basically setting aside time mm -hmm. for whatever just Mm -hmm. because if you didn't, if you were just flying by a seat of your pants all the time, it would, it may strike in other ways. You know, mm -hmm. you, you may be like, oh, I got to make this sink yeah. go faster. Which is really interesting to me, because when you talk about ideas, I need to know where did the idea for your logo come from? The man with the head, oh, yeah. the fist raised up, and he has no torso and just legs. It, it was it, the first time I saw it today. Yeah, it, um, I mean, it, it didn't, I, I drew it one day and I was like, uh, I really, I really liked it. Like, I was like, this guy is cool. This guy's like, uh, can I see it real quick? <laughs> you forgot to <laughs> I'm wondering, um, it's got, it's like the fact that there's no pupils and then there's no torso at all. It makes, it makes him seem so sure. Like there, there's, there's no, nothing going on in the eyes. It makes it seem so intent, you know, um, mm -hmm. there's the confidence. There's a, like, it's just like a real round face and then just hairy legs and, and one arm. And one <laughs> arm. Like, it says I, I actually have like a, 
I was I was writing like a comic about about this. Um, Does he have a name? No, I didn't. I didn't settle on a name, but but okay. this act. I mean, the the drawing came first, but the the idea was that this is a this would be a um, a botched a bio three D printed clone of a of a normally proportioned human um, who who. Uh, underwent those trials for some money and uh they were gonna destroy him and then he went to save him and they go on adventures i want to be tapped in to whatever awesome, you actually. are tapped into no but Brittany, like do you like hear what he's saying like i've got my creative process when i'm able to do a poll i need to be tapped in to whatever beam is coming to azada because that is the most bad shit crazy coolest thing i've ever heard no, seriously. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, whoa, man. You should, you should write the comic. The man of many trades, aren't you? You're, 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 you're a cool right now, right? I, uh, I, I even like the added, the added detail of the pick and the hair. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, we forgot about the pick that's and the hair. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice little it's added touch. Draw. I mean, I drew that and then took that picture. That was that would have been 2014. Oh wow. Um. And it's just been my Abby ever since. And I and I also have a I draw it a bunch. I and I don't actually don't usually draw the mustache anymore or the or the facial hair. Oh why? What's changed? It's it's more sloppy at, at this point. It's like I just go like I just do that and then do the face and then oh. I guess I'm doing straight I straight yeah. <laughs> It's become more crude. Yeah. Isn't that funny how as you get older you start to revert back to simplicity? I I yeah, maybe. That's a nice way to say it. You can call it laziness. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're back in school. You're you're still in school right now, right? I got yeah, I have one more semester at UMBC. And then, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And then law school is the plan. Law school? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Essay would... tells me that your major is global studies. Is mm -hmm. that... So as a global studies major and as a person who's about to go into law school, what would be your area of focus? I'm just curious how those two intertwine. Well, global, I'm, uh, global studies has three uh, focus tracks, I guess. And the one I'm in is uh, health health development and the environment okay excuse me and uh and i'm doing environmental law. i'd like to i'd like to uh sort of you know because the all the environmental troubles are like gonna we're not gonna feel it first you know it's gonna be mostly in the global south or third world, I guess is the other way to say it. Um, and I think it's a real worthwhile field to sort of, you know, I, I feel like law could, is basically my, has the potential to be my, uh, my tool to help out, you know? Yeah. Okay. Words, that sounds awesome. Words and semantics. Yeah. I understand mm -hmm. that. So how are you going to balance that and your creative passions 
especially your music, because I know how important your music is to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess the same way I've been doing it. It just it just tends to it just tends to fill the spaces, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I've never really like. I've never really went out of my way, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I played instruments since I was able to, like in fourth, fourth, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a bunch of pressure. There were people telling me to practice, and, <laughs> and, and like after eighth grade, I stopped with the music in the school, and then tenth mm-hmm. grade I picked up guitar, and then just. I may have like taken breaks, but I'm, I never stopped. So I'll probably never stop doing that. Is guitar the main instrument you play? Yeah, I've actually gotten into drums um, because I bought this like two hundred dollar kit that oh, I, nice. I play sometimes. Yeah. And bass, you know, bass is new, but guitar is, mm-hmm. is, is the stronghold, <laughs> the fortress for yeah. sure. Um, it's so it's so interesting because for me being able to do the things that I like to do as far as creative works go novel podcasts whatever it's always been a thing where I have to use my discipline to get it done mm-hmm. so to hear that you can just naturally fall back and use it as a means to relax is kind of yeah. crazy to me it's definitely a form of leisure like a I do. I have a bunch of. I have a bunch of things. I like Minesweeper, fucking Call of Duty, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I just, like just having because I have my guitars on my wall, you know, mm-hmm. one guitar, mm-hmm. one bass, mm-hmm. and then I have my computer right here. I, I just, I just usually just, just fucking grab it and go. <laughs> Start I, mean, I don't. I don't. Rec- oh, most of the time, I'm not recording anything. I'm just. I'm just kind of a nervous tick. Mm-hmm. Which kind of worries me because I, I mean, it, it would worry me if it was if if it was like, I don't know what I, what I was making my living doing. I, I, I fear that I sort of have foregone technical progression mm-hmm. to just have it as like a little stress ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I do what I do. So, what is your goal for your music path then? Is it just like always going to be a side hustle for you? You think? Um, I mean that's the the way it seems to be going. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like it would be a pretty big shift to to. Uh... Also, it it seems like a recipe for disaster to 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 kind of um, to mix. To, to, to have like what, you know, you're passionate about be the thing that you make your money from. Yeah, like it, it, it seems like a recipe for a bunch of heartbreak. Yeah. But a lot of people do that, you know? And it doesn't have to be something creative that you're passionate about. Some people are passionate about, you know, the environment or people in general. Right. And so they create careers out of that. I feel like if you create a career that you're not passionate about, you're going to end up being a little 
I don't want to say the word depressed, but in some type of funk, you know, like the, the career that I'm currently in is not what I plan to be in, in the next five years. Like I plan on going back to school and doing something completely different um, than what I'm doing right now. Cause I know that if I were to continue this for the rest of my life, I would not be happy (laughs) cause it's not something that I'm passionate about. It's just, you know, a job. I don't want to say that, but you know, that's how a lot of, that's how unfortunately a lot of people do feel about their, their jobs is that it's a job and it's the means to pay their bills and it's a means to live. But a lot of people wish that they didn't have a job like that. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say that that the professional route that I'm pursuing is mm-hmm. like one. It's one of many passions. It's definitely one mm-hmm. that that um, doesn't manifest as <laughs> me like doing it every day, like practicing mm-hmm. it every day. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I'm kind of just taking it as it, as it comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting to me because you're so talented. You're, you're just so talented. Thank you. Um, but I have like heard, you know, the us. thing you Things love, don't do that as a job, do the thing that you like. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I also get that. It's just interesting to talk to you and have that kind of conversation um, mm-hmm. for that reason, just, I just think you're so immensely talented. That I can I would cannot ever stop raving about you when people ask me if I know if, if I know someone who's a musician. I I'm you're that one friend who I act like I'm cool because I'm like yeah he's a musician. It's no big deal. I can play one of his things. That's that's very funny. <laughs> that, it doesn't match my uh, personality. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Very proud. I mean, I would like to think I'm very proud of all my friends. I brag about my friends all the time. My friends are like my kids. Yeah. Like my parents do with their kids. I do with my friends. But like, yeah, no big deal. That's it, man. That's <laughs> great. You got a you got a big heart. Yeah, man. It For is, the um, people that are. Oh. Do you have any advice? Go ahead, Britt. For the people that are listening and would maybe like to listen to some of your music, is there a way that you could? describe your sound and then tell people where they can listen to you my sound um well i like uh it was i guess it's like you call it like lo-fi hip-hop r&b these days I'll, i'll just make a beat and put a verse on it Mm-hmm. So rap too. Yeah, that's that's where I've been these days. Um, but as far as where to go, yeah. Where can people find find your music? My SoundCloud, which is Izana underscore Asafa. If I like something enough, I'll put something up there. Okay. Yeah. Just check below. It, the link to SoundCloud should be there too. And Azana, thank you again so much for being here, man. No it's problem, such a pleasure man. to Thanks have you. You know. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to ask any questions, if you like Azana being here, tweet us, messages, 
comment at podcast humble on twitter and instagram we also have an email which is humble podcast at protonmail.com let us know what you think love to hear from you guys and bye thank you so much bye bye